Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Famula One. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm Jack. Um, so, no race. We are, we are summer breaking it up, uh, at least for Formula One. We are in Nashville, though, for IndyCar right now. So, if you are missing racing, highly recommend. You know, I'll, I'll never stop saying it. <laughs> there's always other options <laughs> so um but a, a quick debrief about spa so um max is unstoppable um you know that's there's no stopping max or stopping yeah you know unstoppable you know that's really all i have to say about that um oscar second in the sprint we're very proud. Yeah, We're it was very really, <laughs> really exciting. Um, but unfortunately, his race came to an end. Lap one. Yeah, why is that, Jim? Um, Carlos, it wasn't the best thing he's ever done. And he then doubled and tripled down. And here's the thing. <laughs> um, so Carlos, uh, it was so uh, it was a move. Oscar essentially tried to go three wide um, into turn one. Um, Carlos locked up and then kind of dove to the inside um and that's all i have to say about that <laughs> anyway we all know who was in the right and who was in the wrong um danny rick had a an okay weekend um he started i believe it was 19th uh for the race on sunday and that brings me to my latest issue the fia uh in track limits Listen, I get it. You got to keep the car in the lines. But also, maybe ignore it when it's somebody that I like. There are certain people it just doesn't apply to. And DR3 is one of the people track limits does not apply to. Yeah, yeah. Let him just live his, his life. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one is uh, Lewis got a penalty, a five-second penalty in the sprint race for um, his collision with Checo. Checo ended up DNFing. Um, I think that was a pretty heavy penalty. Agreed. Um, and you know, it seems like the, the, the sky sports people kind of agreed with that as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, we'll see, uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as we are on summer break, the biggest news, the talk of the town, if you will, silly season is upon us. Silly season. Silly season is here. F1 silly season is here. Um, so for the most part, there's there's been a few stories. Um, we have some drivers that their contracts are up at the end of this season. But weirdly enough, the biggest headlines have been about drivers that aren't necessarily. Yeah up um one being i mean to lewis's contract does end this year his his current mercedes contract ends at the end of this year um there, there in no world is lewis driving for another team there were rumors of him to ferrari why <laughs> the mercedes let's be honest it's not doing great this season but it's better than the ferrari there's no way he's gonna go jump ship to ferrari from mercedes he's too loyal well, it's, yeah, it's just Lewis is just... And he I, knows that the he's in the superior car. Yeah. It, he's also, I mean, it's he's he's on the older side. It's not like he's moving, going to move to a new team and spend a lot of time there. The, all of the rumors are saying that it's a two-year contract extension. 
that he's getting with Mercedes. Um, I, I don't see him moving and restarting anywhere else. Um, Charles Leclerc contract extension with Ferrari has been all over the news. He was also rumored to be going other places. Um, Again, this is another one. I don't think he will leave Ferrari. Probably ever. I don't know. Um, The rumor is that he has signed a two plus three year agreement, meaning he can sign on for extra time after the two years, but he's officially signed for two. Um, now we're, we're, we can all just pretend to be shocked when they announce that at Monza. Yeah. And then, but do you remember, you know, when, uh, Charles was flexing, he was like, yeah, I have the longest, the longest track, like uh contract in Ferrari mm-hmm. history. It was such a brag. And now, <laughs> now he's resigning. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's going to be resigning, but I would, I wouldn't, I, I, I would like to see him in a different car. If I'm going to be completely honest. Where could he go, though? I don't know. That's the other thing is he, mm-hmm. you don't know. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. So um, he'll he'll stay at Ferrari, I think, at least for these next three years, especially with bringing in Fred Vassar. Um, It's pretty clear to me that they're building the team around him. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will see. Um, and Carlos is a, a question mark a little bit. Again, another one. His contract is not up until the end of 2024. Um, so it's interesting that all these drivers, like I said, it's the big stories are not from people that have contract (laughs) ending. Um, but the rumor is that he's looking for the same deal that Charles has apparently signed, which is that two plus three deal. Um, and Ferrari is not willing to make this happen. Um, I, I, this is Zach Brown's fault somehow. Um, I just have to figure it out how it is Zach Brown's fault. (laughs) I'm mad about it. Um, there have been rumors again of him connected to multiple teams. They mentioned they've mentioned Alpine recently, which I will actually freak out if that happens. I can't handle that. Um, the team that DNFs every five minutes, yeah, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> it hasn't finished a race. <laughs> uh, but then the other rumor that people have have kind of been floating around is Carlos to Sauber Audi, which is currently Alfa Romeo. They will be transitioning to Sauber next year and then transitioning to Audi in 2026. Um, This makes me want to throw up from stress um, (laughs) because a brand new team on the grid, there is just so much unknown there. Um, For him to be on that team. Yeah. uh, uh, I'm excited for for Audi. Yeah. But for for him to be the driver on the new team. Yeah. It's an, it's an unknown. We don't know. They, I mean, they could be great. They could be competitive, but it scares me. Um, another one is Lando, who is contracted at McLaren through 2025. <laughs> <laughs> but if you listened to the rumors, Lando's driving for everybody next year. <laughs> Everyone on the grid. Um, he's he's driving for Red Bull. He's going to Ferrari. He's driving for Mercedes. He's replacing Lewis, who is still going to sign a contract extension. <laughs> I mean, it just never ends with this one. Um He's another one, again, through 2025. We have time before he's signing any sort of new contract. Um, I I would uh, imagine he's another one that will probably stay if they stay on the recent form that they've had the last few races. Um, But even if they go back to typical midfield form between now and the end of his contract or when he's having to make that decision, there are no other higher up teams where he can be a number one driver. 
at this point. 100%. And things can change. This is, you know, two years. So, but for a lot now. can happen. Yeah, a lot can happen. But he is, he's the face of McLaren right now. So it would be yeah. shocking if he went somewhere else. 100%. Yeah. There's, there's just nowhere higher up on the grid that he could have um, the same priority. And, you know, if say he goes to Red Bull, he's number two to Max. He goes to Mercedes, he's number two to Lewis or would probably be number two to George I yeah. as well. Um, he goes to Ferrari, he's number two to Charles. So who knows? Um, we do have seven, I think, contracts ending in 2023. We'll just kind of speed around through them. The Obviously, we have Lewis um, and then Logan. He'll likely stay another year. Um, he's been doing, I think, honestly decent. You know, the points aren't there, at, but Williams is having a decent year. I think he's doing decent. Have they updated his car? I know that they were a lot of the updates and stuff Alex mm-hmm. has been doing, and Alex has been doing really well. Yeah. Has Logan had an updated car yet? Yep. He has? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think his form is, is, is solid, for especially for a rookie. Um, I think they'll probably sign him, I would think, for one another one-year contract. Yeah. Um, unless Toto successfully convinces James Fowles to replace him with Mick, which are the rumors, which I would be happy about. But I, I think that Logan's form is yeah. is deserving of an, another year. And what are we going to do with if, say, Mick were to replace Logan, where would all the memes, the American memes go? Exactly. They, they wouldn't be there anymore, and we need it. What is a kilometer? <laughs> <laughs> um, another one that's up this year, Yuki. I think he'll likely get a one-year extension with Alpha Tauri. Um, he's part of this Honda deal, their engine supplier. Um, when Honda goes to Aston Martin in 2026, I think that will be really interesting to see what happens with Yuki because he has ties, obviously, to Honda, um, but also has ties to Red Bull. He's been in the Red Bull driver yeah. program. So we'll see what happens with Yuki, but I think we'll, we'll still see him next year at Alpha Tauri. Yeah. Or whatever it's going to become. Hugo Boss. Bulls. Oh, yeah. It's changing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Danny Rick. It's too early to tell, in my opinion, what, what will happen with Danny. Um, he's only been back on the grid for two races. I think, um, you know, if he stays on form, maybe he'll come back. Who knows? There's a lot that we'll get into with that. Um, K-Mag and Hulk. The Hulk. Mr. Hulkenberg. <laughs> Um, they're both up this year, but I see them both staying. I think, um, you know, Hulkenberg's performance has, I think, been stronger. He's had more Q3 appearances. Um, He's a strong qualifier, yeah. for sure. But I, I think both of them have been solid, and I think this goes along with Gunther's, you know, I don't want rookies, I don't want young drivers. So um, I, I think at least one more year with KMAG, Hulk. I could see them signing for a couple years, but we'll see. Um, Last one, Zhou Guanyu. No notable rumors about Zhou. Um, His performance, again, has been okay. Yeah. Um, He had that great qualifying in, in, what was that, Hungary? He's P5. Yeah. Um, And then a break issue, which, you know, ended up DNFing the Alpha Towers. (laughs) Or not the Alpha Towers, (laughs) the Alpines. Um, But... Especially unclear as Alfa Romeo head into this transitional phase, like we were talking about, with you know moving to Sauber and then becoming Audi, um, it, it's kind of hard to tell what yeah. the status is with that. But I think we'll get maybe Joe for one more year. Um, 
we'll see. I think also another one, um, Teo Porcher, who's currently in F2, um, he is in their driver program and has been performing really well. So that I think could change things as well. We will see. But let's get into the story. The true tea. The Checo of it all. <laughs> um, this is another one. Checo is contracted through the end of 2024. So the fact that this is such a strong story speaks to Red Bull's reputation around this um, and, and breaking drivers' contracts early. Yeah. Um, but I don't see them taking Checo out and switching him for anyone, yeah. whether it's Danny Rick or somebody else, unless Checo keeps just like stinker after stinker, like really, 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 really bad. He did well. I mean, last race yeah. did very, very well. Bit of a redemption round kind of for yeah. him. Because, you know, he, when was the last time before that he made it out of Q1? Exactly. So, so if, if, he, if he continues on at least decent form, you yeah. know, he's P2 in the driver's, driver's championship. Yeah. Red Bull's comfortably leading in the constructors. Like, yeah, he should be getting the car into Q3. Yeah, obviously, I'm sure they're not happy about that. Obviously, they want two Red Bulls on the podium every race. Yep. But is it worth it? Is it bad enough to go through all of the like contract negotiations, contract terminations, creating all these new things? The only ta- way that I see that happening is he's performing basically what he was that like five race run where he wasn't getting into Q3. If he continues that for like the rest of the season and Danny Rick has like stellar races, yeah. then maybe they'd replace him with Danny Rick. Um, in that case, my prediction would be that Red Bull would obviously be Max and Danny. Um, I think Checo would probably retire. And then I think AlphaTauri would be Yuki Tsunoda and Liam Lawson. That is my guess. Ooh. But this opens up another can of worms <laughs> because. Red Bull has, I don't know, 10 million junior drivers. Oh, so many. They have six in F2 alone. It's That's wild. A, Liam Lawson isn't even part of that list. Liam Lawson's racing in Super Formula. Like, insane amount of junior drivers. Like, you know, my guess is Liam Lawson, but Iwasa is having a great season in Formula 2. And it's Hauger. Like, all of these, so many options. So, <laughs> so many options. We will cross that bridge when we get to it, but I my guess is that unless Checo stinks, stinky stinks, um, it'll be Checo and Max at Red Bull and Yuki and probably Danny at AlphaTauri next year. I like um, that lineup. I'll, I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Keeping Danny Rick on the, on the grid is the goal. Yeah. And then when we get to 2024, I don't, I, I don't see them resigning Checo. No. Um, I think possibly if Danny stays at AlphaTauri next year, he gets a one-year contract at Red Bull, possibly. Yeah. Um, but that is that is a bridge we can cross in a year. <laughs> why, why are we talking about it right now? It's insane. Um, um, I will say, though, as a Maxiel stan, I would love to see them to be teammates again. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was a bit of toxicity, which we can totally will be getting into, but I love them together. Yeah. They are, they're a great combo. Um, and I think he is good for Max's PR image. He brings out, Max. I think, is the true Max, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. instead of this super 
reserved, serious yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. So why are we all speculating and going crazy about Chekhov's you know, assumed early exit that we've all decided he's going to have? Um, to answer that, ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you a story <laughs> about the Red Bull family. Family, yep. get it? Family one. Get Great it? job. Great job. <laughs> I tried. We also, we, we got it. You didn't need to I do try. that. I try. I try, you know? Um, so Red Bull is known, you know, for many things, obviously, in this, in Formula One specifically, but, you know, through all, throughout lots of sports, they have this reputation of being, you know, the, the different ones, the change, the extreme sports, yeah. all that stuff. Um, but a huge one within Formula One is this reputation of mid-season and sudden driver swaps just chaos chaos so let's go on a journey of <laughs> what has happened with these red bull seats how have we gotten here to everyone being convinced that Checo's not going to finish out his contract um and to begin that i have to take you back to when red bull joined formula one in 2005 was it really 2005? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So they wanted to be different. Again, there was, there was this big thing. They wanted to be the disruptors. You know, they're coming in. They were the cool guys who play loud music in their pit garage. And anyway, their <laughs> original strategy to do this was their first driver was David Coulthard. But the second driver's seat, the second car, was actually going to be split uh, by two people, Vitantonio, Vitantonio, Vitantonio. I think that's right. Yep. Sorry. Should have looked at this, honestly, um, and tried to pronounce it. We should but... put notes in the, in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Louise and Christian Clean. So the two of them were supposed to switch off in four race blocks throughout the season okay. and, and trade. Um, that ended up not really happening. Christian Clean ended up taking most of the races. This is just like this this kind of is the be obviously it's the beginning. It's the first time they're in F1, but it just shows like why are you making this so much more complicated for everybody? <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> like you're, you're making it so complicated for for yourselves and for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So Louise so is out after 2005 christian clean then stays on they're like we're doing one driver now but the chaos continues in 2006 the exact next season um red bull decides christian clean is underperforming too much and they can't possibly finish the season with him so they replaced him with robert dornbos with three races left <laughs> like what what were you going to gain what was anybody going to gain from bringing in a new driver for three races the drama. Like, it's just ridiculous. Um, 2007, the next following season, Dornbos, who they brought in for the last three races, they were like, mm-mm, don't like you anymore. Mark Webber joins. Okay. That's when we get Mark Webber. That same year at Toro Rosso, which is now Alphatari, which will then be the Hugo Boss. The Hugo whatever. Boss Bulls <laughs> is apparently their next name. Um they're they were they have this driver named scott speed and apparently him and team principal franz tost hated each other and allegedly allegedly got into a physical fight so because scott speed and franz tost hated each other he was replaced with 
a little man named Sebastian Vettel. Mid-season. What? Mid-season. In 2007. Um... We were then gifted Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, this is this one. This is one that I, I guess I'm okay with. Yeah, <laughs> and then we have a, a year of rest in 2008. No chaotic midseason re- replacements, but in 2009, Toro Rosso, Sebastian Bourdais is out. Jamie Algaceri is in. Um, so Sebastian Bourdais could not keep up with Sebastian Vettel. Vettel. Um, that's so cute. They were both named Sebastian. I wonder what their nicknames were in the in the paddock. Seven seven Sebi. Seven Sebi. <laughs> uh, um, so he was replaced by Algaceri, who at the time was the youngest driver to ever join the grid. He was nineteen. Um, that record was held until Max. Um, like the destroyer of many other records. <laughs> many other records that were also <laughs> held until Max. Until Max. Um, and Algaceri stayed on for about two years and he was replaced by Daniel Ricardo. So then again, again, a, another period of a, a bit more stability. Um, same thing on the Red Bull side until 2016. I love this. When things got real. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in 2016, uh, Max Verstappen was still driving for Toro Rosso and uh Red Bull's driver lineup was Daniel Ricciardo and Daniel Kivyat, which again, same names, cute. Um, but Red Bull decided that Kivyat was underperforming and they were done with it. He also crashed into Sebastian Vettel twice. I do remember this because he got the nickname the Torpedo. The Torpedo from that famous cooldown room clip. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, so they did a little swaparoonie, and Max Verstappen was pulled up to Red Bull, and Daniil Kivat um, was pushed back down to Toro Rosso. So he stayed on the grid, but he was really not in the top team anymore. No. Um, and that whole thing was sort of sealed when Max won his first race with Red Bull. Yeah, beating um, Kimi. Yeah, beat Kimi right then. Days after this all happened, yeah, yeah. you know, just proving what that he is, what a start, and he is solidifying his stance as Red Bull's golden yeah. boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but then the the drama doesn't end there for poor Daniel Kivat. Um, 2017, he was uh, relieved of his duties as a Red Bull driver um, or a Toro Rosso driver and replaced with Pierre Gasly. Um, who was kind of splitting the responsibilities with Brendan Hartley because Pierre Gasly was driving in Super Formula at the time. So he still had Super Formula races to complete. When he couldn't make it, Brendan Hartley uh, filled in, but Pierre ended up keeping the seat uh, replaced fully after uh, uh, Coda <laughs> and, and all the fun things that happened there. Um, and for those who don't know, Super Formula is essentially... Formula One in like in Asia, Japan mostly, right? Oh yeah, it's a, it's like a regional, yeah, open seat motorsport yeah. series. Um, again, things sort of calm down for a bit. We have Daniel Ricciardo and Max Verstappen at Red Bull. Um, Pierre Gasly is hanging out in Toro Rosso. There were a couple driver changes, but nothing dramatic and obnoxious um, until we get to 2019. <laughs> so. Oh, golly. Um, a very, very fan favorite man by the name of Daniel Ricardo 
had his exit from Red Bull to Renault. Yes. I don't know if you all remember. It's, it's kind of famous. Renault. Uh, Alpine now. Yeah, then Renault. It was then Renault. Um, so when Daniel left, Pierre Gasly was promoted to Red Bull. Um, th- this was did not go well. It did not go well. Probably wasn't the smartest decision to push him up, to he, be completely honest. Well, he, I mean, he, he'd had the experience. He'd been driving with the team for years. He came up through the series as a Red Bull junior driver. He was promoted. It just, it, he didn't seem to be doing very well with management. It didn't seem like he was driving with the team. There was rumors of, of pretty loud arguments and fights. He also had some crashes and testing and, and his performance was not horrific. It wasn't shockingly awful. He wasn't DNFing every race, but it was not to the standard that they were looking for. It also didn't help that Max was like lapping him. Yeah. At, literally <laughs> at races. Right. Yeah. So um, after 12 races, uh, they decided to push Alex Albon, who was a rookie at the time, mm-hmm. up to Red Bull and push Pierre back down to Toro Rosso. Um, which was it? Had it become AlphaTauri by then? I think it had become AlphaTauri by then. Yes, AlphaTauri. Um, so. Now, rookie Alex Albon is in a top team car mid-season, and I'm sure you can imagine how well that went. Yeah. He did do, he did all right. He he held his own, but again, he was a rookie. He was nervous. Halfway through the season <laughs> and, and thrown into a brand new car. So Alex was then replaced by Checo after the 2020 season. Yeah, he finished out the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that brings us to this year, 2023, our latest dramatic Red Bull replacement is our bestie Nick DeVries, who I personally was so, so excited to see on the grid. And yes, his performance again was not what they were expecting. I don't think it was what anybody was expecting. Absolutely not. I personally was not. I, you know, he's... Formula E champion, Formula 2 champion. Yep. He had that one great race in Monza with Williams, which I know it's crazy to go off of one race, but, you know, you look at his experience, it just did not match up. He was not matching Yuki's pace. So Daniel Ricardo, after doing about half a lap in tire <laughs> testing, um, Helmut Marco called Nick DeVries, fired him, and Daniel Ricardo is now racing for Alpha Tauri. This all happened what a month ago maybe. He's had yep. two Daniel's had two races with Alpha Tauri. Um has been going well so far. Yeah. But again, it's hard to it's hard to measure this performance when you have such a bad car. Um yeah. their car I would Low say is at, is at least ninth on the grid, if not lower. It's pretty shocking. So who knows? We'll but say. Yeah, we'll see. But that is the story of Red Bull's... This is just the chaotic ones. We didn't even go over all the other ones that they did the normal way. There's a lot. There's so much in between uh, people staying on for one season then being essentially ditched for somebody else. They move around 
it's like a game of musical chairs yeah. to them. Which it the really other is. thing that <laughs> they do intentionally so that they're able to do these things, which one one reason they're able to do these things and other teams don't um, or can't is because they have two teams on the grid. Um, and if you look at the way that they discuss or announce drivers driving for AlphaTauri, they will say they are on loan from Red Bull. That is the way they say it. Yeah. Because they then that makes it so they are all employed by Red Bull and then Red Bull can kind of move them around. That's how they're able to do it because the contract is with, with Red Bull. It's not with Red Bull Racing as in like you will have the this car. It's yeah. You have an F1C and we can kind of push you wherever you want to go or wherever we want to go. We, we, <laughs> we want you to go. <laughs> so... So, um, you know, that's where we're at. And again, no silly season news so far about Checo or otherwise yet. Yeah, I don't I don't see huge changes coming to Red Bull. But as we just went over, who knows? Anything can happen, especially in silly season. You never know. Anything can happen. So we'll keep you updated. Um, We'll keep you updated on Red Bull silly season on everybody's silly season and uh we'll have more stories for you next week i really wish we could have we had the money to license get silly for just like an outro you know (laughs) maybe we can like talk to ryan reynolds yeah maybe he'll sponsor us next maybe he'll if you want to buy 20 percent of this podcast it'll i guarantee you it'll be cheaper than buying 20 percent of alpine so just a note just just in case you're wondering (laughs) if you want to build out your portfolio exactly give us a call yeah um but yeah from everyone here family one happy silly season happy silly season happy summer break we'll see you next week we'll see you next week